0: Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now on with the show with your moderator Jonathan Denwood.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show. Recall this on Fridays around eight thirty standard time. You can watch it live on the WP Tonic Facebook page, and please join us on the WP Tonic. Um tonic uh mastermind uh mastermind group. Um I had a brain fart up there. I apologize, listeners and viewers. Um we've got a great panel. I'm gonna let them quickly introduce themselves. Um starting with Uncle Spencer. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself? <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Spencer Foreman, wplaunchify.com and we've got a great special guest. We've got Jonathan Wald. Like and I'm amazed that you agreed to come back after his last visit with me uh, on this show. But he's a brave man. And <laughs> like to introduce yourself, Jonathan.
0: I've been in WordPress a little over 16 years now, and I'm just getting started.
1: Yeah, and he looks so calm and relaxed for it. And he worked for all When And are they going to let you out? And he's still got a sense of humor, even after working for Automatic. There we go. Um, Sally, uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yes, I am Sally Goetsch, the WP fangirl, organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup. And um, I am uh, an experienced token woman.
1: Well, this week, because um, Heather couldn't come. Oh, we're losing somebody. Oh, somebody's dropped out. Uh, um oh God. John, John Locke. John, sorry, John, uh, I'm just, uh, <laughs> Andrew just dropped out, out of the blue. Uh, would you like to
3: quickly introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, audience? John Locke, SEO practitioner at lockdownseo.com.
1: And a really good SEO expert. Um, I was going to introduce the only Andrew Palmer, but for some reason, he decided to leave us. Oh, thank uh, you. A- Maybe, he'd be, maybe he didn't put enough change in the slot meter for his electricity. Maybe he'll come back. Um, we've got some great stories. It um, should be a great show. Before I go into our stories, I want to talk about our major sponsor, and that's Custis. Custis, if you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself, or for clients it's just a great platform I was um, I've been involved in podcasting for about six to seven years now um, I was using another platform about six months ago um, I as the show expanded I was getting penalized I the hosting costs were increasing um, they came on my radar it looked a fantastic platform and um I decided to go on it, and um, I've just been so happy about it. It's a great interface, a great team behind it. Matt Medeas from the Matt Report um, is the head of sales and customer experience. It's just a great, great platform. So if you're interested, go over to Castos for yourself or for your clients, buy one of their packages. And if you do do that, please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. It helps them and it really does support the show. So straight in to the first. And, it, you know, uh, I thought it was going to be a quiet week, but then it kind of, um, we had the major story, which um, we got a combination in some ways. But this start off with my original story, automatic invest. Um, a sizable amount of money, uh, $30 million in a startup called Titan. What did you think of this one, Spencer? It's amazing how many
4: nickels, dimes, and quarters you can find in the couch cushion to buy things when you really need to. <laughs>
1: Um, no money, to, no money for other developers. There's be uh, a lot yeah. of money laying
4: around for those engineers <laughs> to be paid properly, for, to, or to or to fix things like accessibility. But man, when you got to buy another company, um, so here's the deal. I've had a number of interesting conversations this week with uh, a few more players in the WordPress space, some of whom uh, were previous employees at Automattic. And um, in addition to our JW, that
1: be a a long queue. I
4: (laughs) I don't think I'm saying anything surprising or even controversial here by saying this is just the unfolding of what we've already understood is the plan to build a platform that will be launchable inside of Jetpack that offers all kinds of accessories and services for a business. And instead of like building these out from scratch, you acquire the system. I want to point out for those of you who heard last week's show or the week before when I said, you know, there's two CRM plugins around because the third one, zero BS, disappeared into, you know, being buried underground. Guess what? It resurfaced. It resurfaced yesterday, the day before, as Jetpack CRM. Notice the emphasis on Jetpack, which is just another example of how this is working. Jetpack as a delivery vehicle for services will include email and CRM and shipping services and tax services and everything else. So... I, I don't think we should be offended or surprised by this, but that's what's going on here.
1: So, Jonathan, what did you think of this? I hadn't heard of Titan before this. Oh, no, none of us
0: had. So I spent a little bit of time poking around. I, mean, I I think it's a great move. The the one thing I'm disappointed in currently is that, because uh, uh, business email is a bit of a problem, I don't like that my default best tends to be just to sign up for Google Business Suite, right? So I was happy to see another competitor in the space. And my disappointment was that the only way I could get to it right now is through one of only five different hosting partners at the moment. So it's like, well, I don't want to smooth my hosting just to get the email. But I think it's a good move. And echo Spencer's sentiment it's part of ultimately just providing that suite of business services. Uh, I thought the Tavern article was good coverage on it. Matt has spoken out, quote unquote, against email in the past. However, in the context of small business, like emails, it's not going anywhere. And I I want to add to
4: this one thing too. The interface on this is very similar looking to what I have found to be a great tool called frontapp.io. And the reason is it merges the two worlds of like a ticket, Zendesk, help scout kind of thing with your normal email. And you can bring in your normal email. And so you kind of get it just from the screenshot. You can manage your business and your other emails in one mm. place, but still be servicing customers. Please, uh, <laughs>
1: p- please put that link in the Slack channel because I'm going to. One a, thing I'm, I'm going to be I'm curious people about people asking me about that, Spencer.
0: I'm going to be curious about how this fits or doesn't fit with the MailPoet acquisition. Like, I think there's some interesting pieces of the puzzle that, in in theory and concept, like it's all right. These things all line up. What's it going to look like in practice? And I think Zero BS was a good example of that. They brought in a great team. The question was like, all right. How are you actually going to integrate it and make it available? So we'll see. But at a high level, I think it's a great move.
3: So, John, what did you think of this? Yeah, it's like Spencer said. Um, There's a lot of money. This, this it's this article is a little confusing because in this article, uh, Matt says that email is going away, but yet they're they're investing a lot of money into this. Um whatever the case, I mean it's I mean <laughs> it's, so, it's so, total yeah. mad, total mat remark, isn't it? What
1: the hell, yeah, I mean, are, you, what the hell are you? supposed yeah. to make of that? Really? Uh, oh,
3: yeah. Obviously they're they're gathering the pieces uh to put together to make a viable contender to Wix or Squarespace, uh because that's really who they see as their competition. Um so In that sense, like this acquisition makes sense. Um, It's a lot of money to put at a company. So I would imagine that they, you know, see this company has a lot of potential for growth. So
1: on its own, I would imagine for that kind of money, you're looking for it to be a platform on its own almost and also provide the technology for your own um, platform as well. So Sally, what did you think?
2: (laughs) Uh, well, uh, Matt has never made a secret of wanting WordPress to be essentially the platform that runs the internet, and, and therefore you you do need all the parts. Uh, the screenshot of the mail client reminded me a little bit of EM Client, which is which is what I use. Um, and uh, it, you know, it is pretty funny that Matt's like, "Yeah, like nobody nobody says they love email." I'm like, Matt, you weren't born when I started using email. And let me tell you, the ability to communicate with people around the world that quickly without paying for expensive international calls, I loved email. Uh, uh, You know, those were also the days when you might get five messages in a day if you were really popular. Uh, uh, So, uh, you know, uh, email can certainly be uh, annoying now, but uh, a, a little perspective. However, you know, just because Matt doesn't like email doesn't mean, like, the rest of the world isn't going to keep using it. So uh, if you really want a comprehensive platform, well, you, don't like, you need some.
1: You don't like the dentist, but you still got to go, you know. So, um, Andrew, to finish off, what did well, you Well, I mean, I don't know whether you
5: missed it, but, you know, there's a comment on that um, post, which shows that WordPress.com is already using it, using that email platform. Um it's i put it in the chat. So it's professional email forward slash wordpress.com professional email. So they're using it already. They 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 needed a platform to be integrated with them so totally. So they needed to buy something. And 30 million dollars, yeah, that's a lot of money. But you know, they've obviously looked at it, they they may have been looking at this for a year. How can we integrate this with wordpress.com? How do we how do we how do we counter the attacks, albeit the the minus one percent or the three percent of Shopify, Wix, Squarespace, and et cetera, who have got an or and Kajabi as well, who've got an all-encompassing email solution for emailing your clients from your app, which is WordPress.com. So that's why they bought it. I mean, they they it, it's a sensible decision. It's exactly as Spencer and Jonathan and Jonathan say. They are they are getting a um, Collaboration, a collaboration suite of tools to put into WordPress.com and Jetpack. No doubt yes. about it. I mean, this is just confirmation.
1: Right. On to the next story Yoast. Yoast sells out to Newfold Digital. Um, and if you don't know Newfound Digital, they have a number of <laughs> web yes. hosting.
2: Be- better known as EIG.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, it's where. They buy software and companies and they go there to die. So um so <laughs> Yoast true. So Yoast, Yoast um will will rapidly disappear in into the evas of this mononyph of a really crappy hosting company. Uh um a really, really makes GoDaddy look really great. Uh um, and that's saying something. I E G, not E I G yeah um so Jonathan, what did you think of this one? <laughs> wow, I mean, what a setup <laughs> uh
0: well so newfold digital is interesting right it's
1: a sp- i want to make it clear to you, Jonathan, Yoast and me are not the best of friends
0: ah okay i uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, figure that out by implication that was no
1: yeah, I'll, t- I'll give you a quick background when it when they were doing their conference a couple of years ago and it became it got on the radar that he was, they were pushing feminism as a major element of their conference. And it came out that Yoast to say, um, had attended quite a few conferences where how to put this diplomatically, there were certain ladies there doing certain things. Uh, we could uh, just say
2: they were conferences where, where, uh, the team at Blizzard would have been right at home.
1: Exactly. Uh, um, it all kind of imploded, and obviously, being this kind of podcast, I, um, I had in, certainly informants um, send me messages. One of them was prepared okay. to come on the show, and um, so we discussed it. He, um, he responded to me, threatening to sue me, um, and then um, he agreed to come on the show at the last minute Being the coward which he is, the total coward which he is, he threw his wife on the show uh, to answer for his... And don't get me wrong, Jonathan, she's a lovely lady. Um, I was very impressed with her. I think you were there, Sally, as part of that panel. I don't know
2: that I was on that one, but I remember talking about the article she wrote Poor
1: lady, She had to kind of defend her husband's past... He's just the quality of the individual, which he is, Jonathan, a great guy. Over to you, Jonathan.
0: Wow. Well, I don't know him well personally. I know Marike. She's amazing. Yeah. And she
1: is when, very impressive. When
0: I think about Yost as a whole, I just kind of look at it from an ecosystem perspective. They've been trying, like, yeah, we'll, we'll see yet what sort of plays out. Newfold Digital gives them access to a lot more resources that ultimately the play has become more and more of a SaaS, right? The way I think about it is you look at tools like HREF's uh, SEM Rush or Moz and Yoast, like has the opportunity to be more like those things in terms of having the SaaS component. I don't think they could do it on their own. I mean, they might be able to, but the opportunity from Newfold's perspective is hey, let's give them the resources and can we get something like that that we can multiply across.
1: So it's a, point, it's a point of view. I think you're totally wrong. It's got, it was run, it, it run, uh, it had run, it, you know, had a good run. It wasn't a particularly very good. Ah, okay. Was, so what is that the point of the bet?
0: So I, from my perspective, yeah, I don't think Yost is done. I think we're going to see a lot more. You think it's done. This was a catch. It's done. It's,
1: done. it's gone to go uh, and die. Basically. I think you're on. Uh, Over think to you're on. you, Spencer.
4: <laughs> Listen, JD, I, I enjoy having you on this show. I just want to let you know, that your opinions mean nothing to me, first of all. <laughs> that was very harsh. Jonathan Wald had a very intelligent point, And I think that in terms of the overall outcome of this, it is not going to die. Instead, what's going to happen, it's going to become controversially bad in customer support and service. Like the other IEG well groups. What would be unusual about that? They, they had the di- the that, differentiator so. here is Bluehost and all these other companies that got acquired by IEG. It's E-I-G. Market E-I-G. EIG. I thought it was
2: IEG. No, it's EIG. It's no, E-I-G. 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 Okay, E-I-G, EIG.
0: EIG. Sorry. international, yeah.
2: Kind of like E-I-E-I-O. Is that what happens is
4: those brands continued to market to the lowest common denominator of customer in a sort of take it as you get it package. Right? That's how Bluehost and HostGator and these other things work. And so, what's interesting to me is Yost made a post on his own blog that said, essentially, eh, I'm worried about this and the economy and all, and all very valid points. But I'm really just bored, and I can completely Are understand you bored that because working for that crowd. <laughs> Here's here's a guy that I don't know personally either, but I remember him when WordPress started, when he was like the rest of us, just answering emails. And now he's got 140 people, millions of dollars of sales. He's locked into a concrete sarcophagus of his own making with this particular thing. He wants out so that he doesn't have to have John Denwood or, or anybody else criticizing when he wants to have a party with a bunch of girls and, and liquor and everything else.
1: That's his well, it's not that. it's the hypocrisy of the now, now he that, can You do, know, Now he's, he's the one that put himself as a target and it's just Jeff a few people that sent me information about him and what he really was about. So if Jeff Bezos can have a rocket
4: and a cowboy hat and thumb his nose at customers, I don't care who's he's
1: screwed. Why I want to should, make it clear. I don't care who's he screwing, who's he doing it with, it's his business. But when he's a total shyster and a hypocrite, he doesn't have to be a bit popular to is it? anymore. Yeah. He can buy his way. Hold,
4: let me finish my point. Yeah. He can buy his way out. He's earned the right to buy his way out. We can all agree or disagree on the various things that were distasteful about the behavior of his company and himself. And I don't think that's the point. The point is. In a capitalistic society, which we seem to choose is the one we want, let's be honest, capitalism wins over socialism almost every time. People can do things when they earn the right by making enough money that many of us don't agree with. And while he's probably perfectly fine as a human being and he's subject to all the same idiosyncrasies the rest of us are, this is just a matter of I made the money. I'm bored, I'm locked into this, and I'm subject to criticism as well. I'll take my money and be done with it and sit on an island while the earth burns and the rest of you suffer. And that's what you can do now. Now, I'm not saying he's really as bad as Bezos, but I am saying I would do the same thing. If I was subject to all the slings and arrows and I had things like rank math and SEO framework coming up behind me, get the money while it's hot. It's a hot venture capital market. Take your money. You and your wife and your kids retire to an island. Everybody will forget about you. And you'll be comfortable the rest of your life. Why yeah, not?
1: I agree with you there. Um, over to you, John. What did you think?
3: Yeah. Now, I, I don't think you happen to see what our buddy Adam uh, had. He made a video, Yostigator. <laughs> Yeah, I did.
2: Oh, I missed that one. I missed that one. I caught a couple of puns on, yeah. uh, on Twitter. Easy, but easy, I easy love He's another that.
3: one on their Christmas list like me. Yeah, I'm on the top of their Christmas list as well. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little disappointing that this Tavern article, um, they basically presented, uh, what was it, New Media, whatever whatever the name Newford is. New for Digital. Thank Newfold. you. Yeah. New Fold Digital. Um they didn't make mention of the fact that EIG, Endurance um, International Group, and Web.com merged to make this rebranded company. I saw. I was seeing a lot in Twitter and uh, Facebook, uh, different groups. Talk,
1: people, about the dev, talk about the devil's brew.
3: People did not know who this group was. They were like, oh, I never heard of it. Well, I think they're in good hands. You know, Yost is in good hands. And then people are like, no, no, that's like EIG. And they're like, oh, there's a lot of people that um, I saw saying, wow, this is great because we got away from Yoast a couple of years ago. This completely cements our decision because this is, you know, no company is changed from the inside by an acquired company. Same thing happened when Media Temple was acquired by GoDaddy. That hosting company used to be the darling of web designers everywhere. All these agencies were like, yeah, Media Temple. As soon as they got acquired by GoDaddy, yeah. Because you you, it's really hard to influence um, a company from the inside. We know this uh, as far as acquisitions. Um, will they be around? Yeah, they're going to be around. Um, usually when a company is acquired, the founders have to be around for a certain amount of time um, and then they're free to go do what they want once their time has been served. I just don't have high hopes for this. And the last thing, Pierre uh, Lebeau from the SEO Framework said this on Twitter the other day. He said, I'm um, I'm a little <clears throat> saddened. He said he was saddened by this, but not for the reasons why people think, for selfish reasons, because Yoast is the second biggest uh, contributor to WordPress core development besides Automatic. So how is this going to be influenced by EIG um, having ownership of Yoast, the company, who's the second biggest contributor to WordPress? I don't know that this is going to be good for the ecosystem in the long run. I don't,
2: no, that it's going to be bad for contribution because there are a lot of like Bluehost people and a lot of, you know, th- there are people who work for EIG companies who do contribute to WordPress. And even though, you know, the companies are crappy hosting companies, th- they're not crappy contributors. And uh, uh, so, you know, we'll see on that front. I-, I did read the post that was on the Yoast uh, blog that kind of talked about how, you know, going through the pandemic, we like, We realized we needed, like, more financial security. And I'm sure everybody uh, was thinking that. He's worried that the
4: plugin's going to take a tank and he's going to have to pay the salary of 140 people when he could have taken a sizable, I'm sure this is in the seven to eight figure range at least, payout. I mean, he wants to just get while the getting's good. I don't think this will bother people contributing to the repository because, or for the code base, because the engineers are the engineers. I mean, they don't care. They're not like... Making things different in their contributions because right. they're trying to do something for EIG or Yoast or anybody. They're just contributing. Yeah, but, well,
2: <laughs> right. I mean, they have raised the issues that are pertinent, but that's, but you know, since a gajillion WordPress users are on those hosts, uh, I, uh, you know, their uh, perspective is important to take into account.
1: Yeah, I tell you how I tell you the tribe, how bad EIG is. I won't even take their sponsorship and money. So that tells you how bloody bad they are, because I'll take money from almost anybody. They are uh, because, uh, hey, you are uh,
4: and you refused. I remember well, when you talked to me about that. Listen,
1: I, I
5: need to contribute to this because yeah. I actually do know both of them. And pe- and also I know being um, in my early sixties that people change. I was a bad boy in my youth. People do stuff that they regret. People do stuff that they maybe shouldn't have done. Look at you, look at yourselves as teenagers, what you did as teenagers and what you did, although not condonable, it's understandable. You know, you're out celebrating, you're having a great time, you go to a titty bar, brilliant, you know, you have a great, great fun. And then all of a sudden, a year later, maybe two years later, your wife becomes the CEO of one of the largest companies in the WordPress ecosphere. And she is a very, very strong character. Yeah, She's geezer. also unbelievably honest. She does not shy away from a difficult She's question. She's Dutch. She's Dutch, as is used. And, and that's why Joost, rather, Joost, he, to pronounce his name probably is Joost. But, but to, to say that he was bored is, is not the right phrase. I understand completely, and I, I was acquired by a hosting company as well, that gets slagged off. I don't know a hosting company that doesn't get slagged off. Honestly, there isn't one in my my peripheral well, vision. But it's I slacking and it's slacking, slacking and right? it's true. The they get is true. Right. But so, the bigger you get, the more problems you have. We have one telephone company in this country, literally one, because they supply all the other telephone companies. It's a terrible, monopolistic situation. The... The irony of this, or, or the, the way that you, Yoast said that he was bored, he's not bored. He said it exactly like Spencer. Spencer understands it completely. He was absolutely trapped in this monolith that they've built of 140 people, the biggest SEO plugin in You've got Syed Balky buying it all in one SEO, being and totally commercializing all in one SEO. What this will bring to Yoast and WordPress... To, users is the fact that web.com bluehost all the all the all the internet hosting companies that are in part of this new fold digital um one the management is majority women so that that has got to help in the end two they are massive yoast will be the yoast seo will be on their stack when you install a wordpress site from any of these hosts yoast plugin will be installed as snack. That's massive. So Yoast ain't going go anywhere. Jonathan. All I got to say is yub yub. <laughs> it ain't gonna go anywhere. I promise you, Yoast Yoast will grow and grow and grow That's because the simple fact I wish 10, were. websites a day will have Yoast.com he's not,
1: plug-in not installed. Don't get me wrong, I'm not on top of his Christmas list and he's not on the top of mine. Never he will be there's need to
5: fall out with people, but they will you know the the thing is Jonathan people change. People change and you've got to give them the opportunity to change. And got to give the I do, I do take to, in it, but um, because agreed,
1: of his massive agree, contribution agreed, to WordPress, agreed to come on the show to defend yourself, and then at the last minute, thrown your wife. Well, on he the, sent the most
5: responsible person. You know, yeah, you've got like, to admire yeah, him. He made like, a,
1: made an executive decision. Yeah, you know? he made a decision. Yes. Or, he made a decision. All right, uh, Rob, we're going for our break. We're coming back in a few ma- in a few moments, folks. Launch flows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine.
4: We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, Your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of Launchflows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself
1: to try Launch Flows today. We're coming back. Oh, we've already got through, oh, it was two stories. Uh on to story, oh yes. Apple controversial new child protection features explained. Spencer, what did you think of this one? A
4: mixed bag this week with Apple because I noticed a positive thing with the iOS update, which I don't have a new phone. I have like an A+, which serves perfectly fine. Um, I finally got these, and they're probably not going to do anything anyway, notices when I'm using um, various apps we need you to say yes or no, can we share your marketing data? Can we track you? Something to that effect. And so like, as I was using my normal apps, it gave me an opt out, apparently to allow Facebook or otherwise to track me, which was a thing we talked about another show. We'll see how that affects Facebook's ability to get me, which it seems to get me every time, no matter what. But this thing is controversial because While some of the other parts about it are helpful, maybe like with parent controls for child, you know, searching things or doing things with their text messaging, they shouldn't, you know. uh, The idea that they're going to (laughs) scan your images in iCloud or otherwise is really, uh, I don't don't feel comfortable with it myself. It's not that I'm surprised by it, but I think that becomes a really weird, not only slippery slope, but also a sort of, playing both sides of it. Because remember, Apple was the one in America that stood up to the FBI and the CIA and everything else about, hey, encryption is super important. Your data is secure with us. But then in China, it's like, here's the keys to the kingdom. Well, they're doing the same thing here where (laughs) we want you to use our iCloud services and be completely in our protected environment. But guess what? Um, It'd really be a shame if somehow or another you got flagged, whether properly or not, as having child porn or something whatever this is on your iCloud and the reason that makes me nervous is not for people who are actually doing bad things but for people who aren't doing bad things but has somebody out to get them and I'm not saying this is everyone but remember there's lots of cases about there was um, a case we talked about last year year before if somebody at a hockey stadium and the police were waiting around the garbage can For the person to put their beer cup in it, they picked up the beer cup and put the DNA off of it and convicted them of murder from the beer cup in the garbage can. Well, I can imagine a situation here where somebody really wants to mess around with you. If there's automatic scanning, somebody just dumps some illicit images somehow into your system, whether by way of sending you an email or some other thing that you just don't look at closely and it gets in there. Next thing you know, you're, you know, you're getting pursued. Yeah. It's an extreme example, but I just want to say that it's always the edge cases, always the edge cases that prove the point. Like John I'm John Locke, I'm sure, can attest to so many examples this week of people having been convicted for 40, 50 years in prison for things <coughs> they didn't do. And then even when they're found not to have done it, you got certain governors that won't let them out of prison <laughs> or give them clemency when... The, the shooters in Florida or the people with the guns are let off before they're even put in jail. Like, that's the world we live in, and I think this is
1: dangerous. Yeah, I think thanks for that. You did a great job there, Spencer. I've, I've got such mixed feelings about this because, you know, obviously, child pornography, it's such a vile, you know, the people involved in it, and they are the scum of the scum, aren't they? You know, but on the other hand, Tim Cook... Oh, come off it, Tim Cook, he couldn't care less about child porn. He would sell his own mother into slavery. You know, this is the geezer that sold all the information on to China about the Uyghurs um, to be rounded out up and thrown into retraining centres. And Apple just gave them whatever they wanted. Oh, please, please, sir, give us more You know, some idea that Tim Cook is the parameter of morality—it's—it's sickening. It's such bullshit that it's unbelievable. Over to you, Jonathan. Wow! (laughs) What?
0: What? You just give me these great follow-ups, man. Um, it's a complicated issue, right? It's something I have followed fairly closely. Um. It's complicated. I think one of the things I found more insightful. So, Craig, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, know. Uh, he's the man. He's my favorite guy at Apple. And he did an interview, I think, yesterday where he gave some more context for this and admitted one of the mistakes that they made was introducing the two features at once. Right. Like, on the one hand, there is a client side thing that only applies to child accounts that on device alerts you. If you're sending something that you shouldn't be sending, right, and it alerts your parents, like that's that is a separate thing that doesn't communicate to Apple. There's no connection between that and the other. And on the other side, the thing to make clear is with the scanning, they are looking for specific images that are in an existing database. Now, dispenser, to, to your point, yeah, <clears throat> when you know the data set, which most people you're not supposed to know the data set. if you know the data set, it's illegal, it's illegal to have those images, right? But if you know it in theory. Yeah, there's situations like that. But one of the things that Craig pointed out is that the threshold as of now is about 30. So the other facet to all this is that Facebook, if you look at the numbers that get reported to, I think it's CSAM, there's the the organization that focuses on this stuff, Facebook reported 20 million uh, instances last year. Like it's a big problem in terms of just the, the volume and scope of it, Right. It's, and so it's
1: mind boggling, isn't what it? We don't have
0: on our side, it, is we truly, don't see,
1: it truly is. All we don't see what idea, Apple is, sees it? right now,
0: right? And so there's this like, okay, do we ignore this? Like, how do we approach this? And the slippery slope is very much a factor in this because Apple is basically saying, trust us. So,
1: but it, <laughs> oh, it's a, God, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's complicated. <laughs>
1: But uh, you know, uh, you know, was you not you know interested and also very concerned about Snowden and remarks about this? And I, I think Snowden is one you know has a, is one of the few individuals morally that I think is totally rock solid. The man is a hero in my eyes, and it yeah, it's just has, just Snowden. a shame. It's <laughs> just a, a shame on this country that he has to live in all places. Russia to escape um, the American authorities' vindictive um, crusade against him, but you know his remarks about this, and it, you know fundamentally, I, I think it's just a cynical PR ploy of Apple because m- most of these horrendous individuals involved in this trade, they have gone to big big chain anyway, and they're using that technology to hide what they're up to. So I just think it's the most cynical attempt by Tim Cook, an individual that's totally morally bankrupt. I mean, absolutely bankrupt. You know, um, over to you, John.
3: Yeah. So CP, Child porn. absolutely. Anybody who's involved in it should be, I mean, they the lowest of the low people in prison, take care of people like this. I mean, that's how low it is. Um, I don't think that, I mean, I just have so many reservations about this though. Like, you know, if you're taking photos of your own kids or your grandkids or whatever, is that, you know, going to be scammed or flagged or something like that? I, um, I think this opens a lot of doors, I mean, uh, for surveillance. If, you know, the government, you know, and like you mentioned, like in in China, you know, it's... Well,
1: Apple, Apple, they've got no position to moralise to anybody. They're a dreadful company. They've got no moral standards at all. They would sell data to any detail. They've shown that they're totally willing to do it. You know, like they have no bad, you know just like all and him, Tim Cook, he's just a he's like, well i I think know, it's you know, I think here. it's
3: any, any company, any company of that size, any corporation of that size, their number one commitment is to the shareholders in the stock price. i mean it's it's not about public safety, it's about keeping the shares up. Here's where my concern is. Uh, You know, we've seen this in this country. Like, you know, in the post uh, 9-11, all these security measures and surveillance things that were extended under the Patriot Act were used basically to surveil um, the citizens here like more so and give up like more of their... And and those
2: provisions are still in place, as my husband reminded me yesterday.
3: Mm -hmm. And they're still in place. And so there's things that, like you know, and I understand, like maybe, yeah, we don't see what they see, and maybe, like you know, those, you know, trafficking and and the you know teenage or child porn is like a problem on Apple. That might be, and maybe they sense that that's something that they need to take care of. But who says that the government is not someday going to have them use that backdoor for something else? Well, it's not will it's not if it's not if it's will when
1: when it's not if um if is a delusion, it's when um you know, you know, fundamentally America yeah. and UK uh, the spit. The, the spooks have been running the show for the past twenty years, and they 20? 20? That's not longer than that. They, they now, have they, you can't have enough surveillance in their eyes. Yeah. They, they just can't. MI six and then CIA and FBI. These people, yeah. they they just they're just high on it. They they want to know everything about everybody. Uh, um, they just they just want to.
0: Denwood, you're giving them too much credit. Like <laughs> just joking. Like, Over to
1: Andrew. Oh, on. So. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think? You're on mute, Andrew. You can move you're muted, mo- Andrew. No, you're still muted. He's not in hearing so, oh, oh, there he is. Go ahead. You, you lot are so noisy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um of course, CP has got to be controlled. Of course, um, people that exploit anybody for any purpose should be monitored and should be controlled. How do we do that? We're in a new age, guys. You know, we've got to grow up about this. 20 years ago, we didn't have this sort of these, these kind of issues. How do you as Apple, even Tim Cook, who you don't agree with, Jonathan, and I get that, how do you make it so that you can, one, be the right side of the law, and two, keep people happy? It's an impossible task. I would not like to be the chief exec of, of Facebook, Twitter, or any social media. I really wouldn't, because privacy, we say privacy is, is paramount. But actually, it's a moot point. We've all given our data to everybody, enough data to everybody to know who, who we are. You know, I, I said it months ago or weeks ago, Tesco.com were the first ones when they when they did their loyalty card. They, they know the demographic of the people. They know what you're shopping for. They know what you're eating on a Friday. They know what you're eating on a Saturday.
2: Yeah, the American stores have been doing that since the like dawn of
5: time. Yeah, quite. So, you know, we have to... Kind of just accept that Apple are going to do what they say, but we know that they're not and 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 the, and, and railing against it isn't going to get us anywhere do we want to control uh, it or do we want to just let let it yeah. go
1: i I totally understand where you're coming from Andrew, but the reason why i fund there are two fundamental reasons why I think your position is totally wrong and um, one is um we have a legal process. Um, if if there's somebody where there's evidence where they're involved in this activity, the authorities can go to the court and get um the authority to search these people's accounts and that and find evidence. It doesn't mean that some private entity should be snooping and the court system is not, the U- they're doing it for their own protection. What well, do they doing say? It
5: for their own protection,
1: no, they
5: they're not
1: well they it for they're,
5: they're protecting s-
1: themselves. They're protecting themselves against no, they're, themselves. Yeah, they're protecting themselves. But that, that you're right. You, you got it in one. The second thing is the reason why why my opinion about this has changed is what Snowden um and his remarks and I read his remarks and it this is just a this is just the attempt of the security state. Listen, this is the
5: beginning of Minority Report, okay? <laughs> this is the beginning of Minority Report.
2: It it's is. It is. That. And because Big Brother and all the rest of it.
5: We're going to get done for pre-crime. You know, that's that minority report was. Well, I'm finished. I'm finished then guys.
2: for my
1: remarks. I'm done. Sally, what do you think about this?
2: Well, it's. I mean, you know, when I first heard about it, it's. I thought about th- that same thing about. Geez, so are you going to get arrested for like posting pictures of your of your own children? And and I read the daring fireball article, uh, and you know it talks about. Well, they're scanning for the you know the fingerprints of a known database as as Mr. Wald said, and. Um, Uh, You know, that's different from looking at the content of of your photos. Uh, But, um, you know, so it's like, all right, well, that's, you know, that's a little different. And the thing that that has been missed in the Ferrari is, oh, well, actually, you know, the other uh, like cloud photo services are all doing it already. And apple it has been kind of late to the party for that one, so yeah, if you think that putting your photos somewhere else will will like give you more privacy uh, surprise no um and
1: uh but sadly, the people that are engaged in the they get into community on, you know, their whole life's about all this this horrible stuff, and they find that all the best technologies and the way to get around the, you know, because their whole well, criminal, life is, a, well, will whole life find is a about way this it. criminality, isn't it?
2: It's it's like antivirus stuff, right? You're you're always playing catch up trying to fix it, and you know, nothing anybody does is going to change that. Yeah, some people are, are going to do things. And, uh, you know, I mean, even if we fix all of the societal structural issues that often contribute to certain types of crime, it's not going to go away completely. But, you know, it's so like, you know, okay, that doesn't sound terrible. But, uh, you know, there's also the fact that, well, even if Apple doesn't decide to do something else with your you know, with, with your data, they do still have to hand it over to the government, and they're not required to tell you that they've done so. Uh, and, you know, that's an issue that isn't about Apple. Yeah, it's about my, the the Foreign Patriot yeah. Act.
1: Yeah, my other problem is that they're always trying uh, to... I, I want to yeah, raise my hand. Can I just say a quick thing, and I'll throw it over to you. I was just going to say,
4: I think we should move on to some stories that are pretty hot that if,
1: we might lose time right. for otherwise. way. Right, yeah, all right, then. All right. Fair enough, Uncle Spencer. Yeah, there's put some his good foot. stuff Uncle, here. Yeah, Uncle Spencer's put his foot down. Um, let's go on to story three. Is WordPress development really all that hard to get into today? Over to you, Spencer. Okay, I loved the next article,
4: which is Justin Tadlock's. Is WordPress development really all that hard to get into today? For a couple of reasons. First of all. I have said several times, there's a few people in the WordPress community, Justin is one of them, Triple J is another, from whom I actually learned to code. And I get a kick out of the fact that Justin occasionally, like here, is uh, not nostalgic, but I'm 72 and he's 37 and he talks about the good old days. when he was. <laughs> yes, I laughed so hard. He talks hard. about the good old days when he was in his 20s, because he's 37. I'm like, just wait, big guy. But nevertheless... He's always very honest, and he, he has very interesting, you know, hobbies and cooking stuff. And I, 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 I love, it. you
1: know, I love. He he, he can he won't allow me to post anything on the tavern. I I'm anything well, I post on this, we move, he, but I still love him as a person. I've got. So- he's legit, yeah. and here's why I think he's
4: legit. He he doesn't get into the fray, but in this one, what he did reflect on is something, and this is a, a high five to Sally. I have gone Gutenberg first. We've talked about this already. Thanks, Sally. Uh, I've had my mia culpas to Andrew and, and Vito for other things as well. But here with Gutenberg first, Justin describes to the T my own experience over the last week or two when I've taken now the Gutenberg first and moved into developing things for Gutenberg because WordPress is such an outstanding Tinker Toy kit or Lego kit for those of you who don't know Tinker Toys to learn how to make stuff. I agreed wholeheartedly that unlike the early days of pure PHP, HTML, CSS, where I could just like plow into it and get 80-20 right away, you have to, number one, understand with, with the JSON and React framework and whatever else they're using, you have to understand a whole level of concepts on top of PHP. That if you don't understand, it's like a language where you it's encrypted, And it's another language. It's like World War II, the Enigma decoder. You have to learn German and understand there's the Enigma machine decrypting it as well. And that's what I found, too, is that if you're starting out today, there's great rewards. But it's not just like in 2006. The second thing that was interesting was I developed stuff through my own like experimentation. There are ways you can reverse engineer stuff that's there now for the, the Gutenberg and then add the tools on later. So the cure that he recommends is what I actually did as well, which was first I found some stuff, reverse engineered it, read some things about it. Now I'm at the point where I understand what I need to build. Now I can go back and get all the fancy schmancy short code nickname tools that apparently... The third problem I'll never get past, which was, let's say I make really cool stuff. I'm going to sell it or give it away for free directly. God help me if I'll be able to put up with the shenanigans of trying to contribute to, let's say, the Gutenberg block um, library or whatever they're calling it for patterns. So like this week, Launch Flows has patterns. To try to contribute patterns to the pattern library is a, a bridge too far because They are so finicky and so many loopholes and so many rules and so many requirements. I don't want to join that country club for any amount of money. And I think that's really where WordPress is making a mistake because I understand why they need to have standards. But like today, this morning, I literally looked, could I just give some launch flows blocks or patterns to this thing? Never in a million years is that going to
5: happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that is the issue. Yeah, so Jonathan... I just loved the article and I love I love him. Um, but I thought I just there were some things that he was saying, yeah, it seemingly like, um I forgot what the particular bit was, and I just chuckled because this it I thought myself, yeah, you're finding it easy, you're Tavistock, you're one of the top WordPress developers. You taught me stuff that you know, Spencer, that's how I learned by reading your your coding articles <laughs> that, you know, of course you're finding it easy because you're Tavistock, you know, so what do you reckon, Jonathan?
0: It's interesting how when you're learning something, it's easy to forget what it was like when you first learned something else. I I resonated with that aspect of it. Yeah, so when I first started playing with Gutenberg, I had a similar experience. It's like, all right, this is a lot more, like, I'm comfortable with PHP, I'm comfortable deconstructing and building things. This is a whole paradigm shift in terms of its complexity. And that was the what I took to it and still have to a degree. But one of the things that I've thought of more is like inevitably in life, we hit these ceilings of complexity. And if we're going to we either stay there, which most of us do, or if we're going to break through, it requires thinking about things in different ways. One of my most recent like breakthrough moments, that's been about two years ago, so I'm perhaps due for another, was when I started playing with GraphQL in WordPress. Which is a very different way of thinking from, like playing with the like playing with um, the loop, the REST API, et cetera. And I had a moment where it, I experienced a similar thing to what I did uh, over a decade ago when I got something. i was like, ah, I can now do all this and this and this with it. Right? It opened up this new thing, and I feel that's that's the potential there with blocks. And we're still early in it, so anyway, all that's to say, I like the piece. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's a great developer. I've asked him on the show and he, he's declined for understandable reasons. I couldn't understand why he would decline. Yeah, you would he, imagine. I, I, I would imagine why he's declined. But um, I, ha- I have no beef with him because I learned from him like Spencer and he's just a great developer. He, you know, he's a great individual. Um, Sally, um, over to you.
2: Well, uh, uh, yes, uh, I also laughed at you know Justin Tadlock at the ripe old age of thirty seven, but yeah, he is he is a great developer, and you know even at that comparatively young age, one slows down a bit. But I think a lot of the discussions have forgotten that precisely what they're talking about, right? For new developers, I am still resisting learning React and getting all that stuff set up. Uh, And I work with Gutenberg all the time because you can do a whole lot of stuff via PHP. Uh, And then there's, you know, ACF blocks and stuff like that. Uh, The contribution barrier, I've run Contributor Days as a meetup organizer. And like, it can take the entire four hours that I've scheduled for the contributor time for people to get set up to try to patch anything in core. And that was before Gutenberg. Uh, You know, there are actually some fairly high barriers to, to entry in that kind of, of thing um, already. But for a new developer who does not already know a certain way of doing a thing to just be told, Hey, here's what you do to do this Gutenberg stuff. I think there's a, there's a, mental barrier that we have because we're used to doing it one way that a new developer wouldn't. Now, there's still more things that you have to learn if you're going to do it the right way. And there's more stuff you need to set up. But a lot of that stuff is stuff you have to do to be a new developer of anything. Yeah. Because, because all yeah. that, like, you know, uh NPM, this, that, the other, uh, yeah. uh, think- is, is like the hotness in, in all areas.
1: Yeah. I think it's also a consequence of the decision to use React. I'll put it over to, to John now. So, one,
4: um, one thing to add in the React part is that they mentioned in the comments, if you wanted to contribute, and even if you make a plugin that's technically a plugin, you're supposed to provide the source code because, see, in PHP, the code is exposed. In most of the things built with React, they have a separate folder directory inside the plugin of your source because everything is transpiled or compiled or whatever the word is for it now. Like kind of when you're using, you know, SCSS. So it's not technically proper for somebody like me who just hacks around to just give you the output in a proper plugin for the repository. I would have to also give my source code. And that's a whole nother conversation. Not that it's so secure, but rather it's like, you got to understand like you got a desktop environment you got your source code you got to bring it over and that's a lot of stuff yeah, to
1: pack but it's a consequence because i was interviewing uh, natalie mac-less, macless and nathan taylor yesterday and natalie to say she's the queen of javascript she's actually wrote books about the subject so she actually knows what she's talking about and when they were building their Simply Schedule Appointment plugin, she chose not to use React because she's very diplomatic, though. But basically, what she was saying is she thought it was shit, basically. She couldn't be bothered with it. And she used another library, um... um, not Angular because who would use if you think React's bad? Angular, Google, my God! Uh, um, so she um, she chose, but that's what you know. You're getting it from a person that's written two books on the subject, and she wouldn't she for her own plugin she wouldn't use React. So that tells you something, doesn't it? Um, over to you, Andrew well to
5: to to take it back to is it hard for wordpress developers to develop these days or a new developer to develop these days yes it is and part of the reason is what spence said when he he's uploaded a plugin to the or a gutenberg block or or you know whatever to the gutenberg thing and he's told no so the people blocking the new developers are the people that are developing stuff so they've got to open up. You know, it's the same as the repository, same as the themes. You know, you can't, there's people in there, in the WordPress ecosystem, that are just saying no. Computer says no, because they're, it, it's inflexible. It's an inflexible system. So there's no incentive for developers to learn these new ways of working, because they get blocked at every corner. You know, Spencer is a, an innovator you know, get going to Gutenberg, yes, launch flows and whatever. No, you are because you've accepted a new technology or you've accepted a new way of working and you're going for it and you want to share that for free and you're not allowed to because of the reasons you've said, which you've got to share the whole code base and you've got to share it uncompiled. So basically, if you share it uncompiled, it doesn't work because the only way these things work is if you compile them. So it's really, it's really, it's more because I'm
4: embarrassed, but I'm being honest here. I don't use any of those tools. And at the level that I'm fixing problems or solving problems, I don't actually use Angular or React or anything. I just reverse engineer and write directly JavaScript, which is probably not proper.
5: (laughs) You're brave. You're brave. That's fine That's fine if you do it. But we were warned three years ago, maybe four years ago, by Matt Mullenweg in his State of the Union address, whatever he calls it, learn JavaScript. Yeah. He, he said I mean, that. Three times in his speech, learn for, JavaScript. I think for, we got to call it time. Times.
3: Yeah. Like frameworks it, like
5: CSS and JavaScript
4: yeah. were developed for hardcore people. For example, SCSS is a, a framework for making CSS. I know regular CSS like the back of my hand. So I just write CSS natively. I do not know how to use SCSS very well, and I don't me use
1: either. it at all.
3: Same thing with John. Well, let's just finish Can you finish off, John, for us? I think we got a call for time because Jonathan and Sally both have to go. All right. So, so let's, let's go so to
1: let's, let's wrap it up. Um, let's go for our recommendations of the week. And mine is, um, <clears throat> if I can find it... Um, Uh, uh, Sally, because I'm wasting time. Sally, what is your
2: recommendation? All right. I would uh, like to recommend an event uh, that the WP Diversity team, which I am occasionally part of, is putting on uh, for um, basically meetup and WordCamp organizers uh, in terms of how to encourage uh, uh, more diverse speakers to speak uh and uh so i uh, to, uh, the, uh to, how to create welcoming and diverse wordpress meetups and wordcamps for your wordpress community do you notice only one type of person is attending your events uh uh, uh and uh, uh basically you know this is kind of what happened to me uh, i realized all of the speakers at my Meetup were white, and that was embarrassing because uh, the meetup is in a really diverse area. Uh, and I had to ask like, okay, so what do I do now? because uh, I don't want to like go uh, up to somebody and say, "Hey, you're black, would you speak at my meetup? Uh, so this is a uh, uh, something to help you uh, do this uh, graciously. So um, it is a free event. It is on think, Monday, uh, the 19th. And uh, or whatever day the nineteenth is, so uh, uh, sign up if you are uh, anybody who organizes events, or if you are an experienced speaker who would like to be uh, somebody who can, uh, uh, you know, mentor uh, new speakers.
1: That's great. Please, panel, make sure that you post these links in the Slack. WP Tonic and um, Jonathan just put it into chat and Andrew or Spencer will put it in the Slack channel. So uh, my recommendation, well, it was from Joe who joined us last week, his great course about using Gutenberg and its title Build Incredible WordPress Websites Without Learning Code. Um, basically, it shows you how to build great things with Gutenberg. It's a great course and Joe knows how to produce really quality courses, so I've got the link, and you, at the present moment you get fifty percent off. so what more can you ask for uh um so John, what's your recommendation? Let Jonathan take his first oh Jonathan yeah you?
0: thank you, John. uh, my recommendation is a book I'm about halfway through right now called willpower doesn't work it's a It's a decent book it's actually quite good. But the key, the key thing about it is the importance of design your environment as instead of exercising willpower. So it's excellent.
1: Yeah, put it into chat, and they will. Um, and if you need to go before we wrap everything up, just feel free, Jonathan. You're always welcome. Um, John, John, um, what do you got to recommend us, John?
3: Yeah, I put it in Slack. But uh, get your vaccine. I'm getting my second one right after this. Um, probably free for most people. Um, yeah. yeah, just go to CVS. Um, I'm getting the Moderna shot. So anyway, uh, get vaxxed Um, just yeah.
1: great words of advice. Please, please get vaccinated, folks. You know, um, don't listen to the wackos out there. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be political or offensive. People got the right to their own views. In actions, right. but you're, you need to get Not in
5: this case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have
1: Jesus to bounce God. off real quick, before I think Jesus, my, God help us. I'm, I'm going uh, oh, to recommend go. um, branding. What is your recommendation? I, I have to bounce because of oh, right.
4: thing. So I've, yes. I put a post, nice. brandingstylesguides.com, which yeah. is interesting because of the blocks. You can now go study famous. Style guides and try to replicate some of the things they're doing with the block. So I'll uh, see you back at twelve thirty for our event. Today. Yes, I'll see All you right, soon. I'll see Spencer. you guys soon.
1: Bye. bye, bye. So Andrew, what have you got to recommend to? Well, I got Asarim. Yes,
5: my mate you know used to be called wp feedback it really is more than wp feedback now it's just a whole desktop and everything in dashboard and it helps you manage your wordpress websites that you've got loads of clients for and it's just brilliant so there you go and because Vito's my partner in another venture that we've done Wahi.io, w a a h i.io is now launched it's taken so long to get there but It's virtual offices, and you can even have events on it as well. And it's totally self-managed. So that launched uh, yesterday, and we're really happy to offer a 14-day free trial. So there's no it's a no cost option. Just yeah, go make sure it. It it's in the slack channel, and I'll it's make sure I'll make
1: sure the link in there is and there's all it's, there. It's Really 100. exciting. You basically
5: get this and document links and video links and uh, forum and notes and everything. It's like a it's like a virtual yeah. office. It's totally
1: yeah. Popular. Um, uh, uh, Vito's a friend of the show. He, he regularly yeah, nice. appears, and he'll be appearing uh, uh, on the show. I think this month and next month. Um, so he's always welcoming, and his products are always great. I'm um, going to wrap up the show. Just a couple of things, folks. Uh, um, if you want to, we're doing a, now a weekly newsletter that will have great offers, n- additional information, which you won't find anywhere else. To sign up for that, all you have to do is go to the WP Tonic backstroke newsletter and you'll be able to sign up. And on that page is a list of some great offers From some of our sponsors and other people. So there's special offers on that page. Yum, yum. So do go to WP Tonic newsletter and sign up. Also, join us on the WP Tonic Master, the WP Tonic Mastermind WordPress Mastermind group. It just rolls out of my tongue. But uh, um, but it's growing. Um, we've had over thir- almost 30 people join in the past couple of weeks, um, and it's growing. And we, we'll all of us that come on the uh, show normally will be posting stuff and be part of that community. Um, join the tribe, as I say. Um, we'll be back next week with another great roundtable show and a great discussion. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress
0: medicine twice a week.